What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another TST podcast. I'm Michael Peterson. I am your host for today's episode. And obviously, we aren't going to be talking about anything that you guys probably want to hear. Obviously, we don't want to discuss a loss in the playoffs. We don't want to discuss any loss whatsoever, but that's what we have to talk about today. Um, the Rams unfortunately lost 32-18 to to the number one seed Packers at Lambeau Field, which, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not going to say it was a surprise by any means, but the way the game played out, the way the Rams did lose this game is what was so surprising. So going into this, obviously, Jared Goff, you know, he's less than three weeks removed from still having his thumb, you know, having been performed surgery on. And uh, they were playing at Frigid Lambeau Field, right? I think it was well below 30, 20 degrees. I think it felt like it might have been in the teens. It wasn't good football weather. Yes, colder football weather can be nice, you know, for some teams, especially who do play in the Midwest, East Coast, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's not good football weather, and especially for a surgically repaired hand that you got to struggle with trying to keep warm and, you know, malleable and stuff like that. Goff did wear a glove, which actually seemed to be, uh, you know, a key to him playing as well as he did last night. So again, they ended up losing, but the way they lost was not that Goff was inefficient, not that Goff couldn't throw the football the way, you know, he would have liked to. He was actually really efficient uh, in this game, you know. Um, let's check out Goff real quick. So he finished the game, he threw 27 passes and completed 21 of those passes. Now that's a, I think it was a 77.8% completion rate, um, which is phenomenal. He still only threw for 174 yards, one touchdown, zero turnovers. Now, that's not a bad line. Like if you would have told me that that was his line in a win, I wouldn't have been surprised whatsoever. I thought if the Rams had a shot at beating the Packers, it would be scoring, you know, 18, 20, 21 points, somewhere around there, and holding the Packers to, to much less than their normal 32 points per game. So that's tough, right? That's tough. The Rams did score 18, but, you know, that's a tall order to try to hold a team to half the points that they average through an entire 16-game slate. Goff was fine. Cam Akers played well, 18 carries, 90 yards, one touchdown. I mean, averaged an even five yards per carry. Like, the players on offense, to me, did what they needed to, to a degree. Yes, they could have scored one more touchdown. Yes, they could have scored a couple more field goals, obviously, um, at the end of the day. But the defense was the big issue here, right? They averaged allowing 18.9 points per game. So, yes, you would like to think that they could have held the Packers to less than 32. You know, that's where we thought this game was going to go. You thought maybe the Packers, instead of scoring their normal 32, will maybe score closer to 21, 24 points, and the Rams would be able to keep it close on offense should Goff have been, you know, just fairly usable. But that Packers defense, man, they were playing with their hair on fire. Guys like Kenny Clark, defensive tackle, edge guys like Zadarius Smith, Rashawn Gary had a good game, had a sack. I mean, those guys just, to me, played above themselves where a Rams unit, which was essentially the number one defense in the NFL, across the board, passing, rushing, everything, close to, I think they were third in rushing, but they didn't play up to their normal standard in a game where they needed to, like bare minimum, be and play like their normal selves. So that's tough, man. That's, that's obviously super tough. Um, Aaron Donald, obviously, and we can't misrepresent or understate the impact of Aaron Donald as a healthy player and a not-so-healthy player. Donald was not anywhere near his normal self. 
obviously tore rib cartilage, torn rib cartilage, let me emphasize that, he sustained on a sack attempt against Russell Wilson last week against the Seahawks. He wasn't himself. He, he didn't practice Tuesday, Wednesday, and was a limited participant on Thursday. He still played. You know, the whole week, Sean McVay was confident, hey, the Terminator is what he called him, is going to play this week. And he did. But you could just tell. A lot of people were kind of talking about it um, on social media, saying, you know, Aaron Donald, yes, he's playing, but he looks like he's, quote, phoning it in. Aaron Donald's obviously not okay. You know, I think someone made the statement that uh, the Rams defensive players owe Aaron Donald money because of how good he makes them look with his play, with those other defensive linemen and edge rushers being able to profit, essentially, off the disruption that Donald is able to create. Just a tough look. At the end of the day, though, you know, just because Aaron Donald wasn't himself doesn't mean that any of these other Rams players, I mean, if you're worth your salt, you know, if you're worth your weight, you shouldn't need an Aaron Donald on your team to help you be or make plays on defense. You know what I'm saying? That's just not how it should be. So the Rams defense underwhelmed. There was a couple dropped interceptions, including one or two in the end zone near the, I think it was the end of the second half that could have kept three, at least three points off the board. Uh, but those were dropped, unfortunately. It was just tough. It was just a tough look for the Rams defense, unfortunately. Um, but we're going to go ahead and quickly just kind of go over my winners and losers. I did write an article on this, um, but I thought it'd be easy as well to do like a listen version, obviously, instead of, you know, if you guys just want to listen to it while on the drive to work or anything like that, instead of having to obviously read something, maybe while you're driving or take the time to read something when you could be doing something else. So let's go ahead and get into this. I got two on each side, two winners, two losers. Uh, my winners are Jared Goff. Obviously, we kind of talked about him already and Cam Akers, again, touched on him, but these guys played above themselves and what you'd expect against you know the Packers, and they deserve it. So I'm just going to go ahead and kind of give you the lowdown here. Um, honestly, that glove that he wore really did the trick. Like, very surprised. His throws had a nice amount of zip, and he completed his fair share of passes with, like, real notable placement. So this was, like, good golf to a degree. Yes, the yardage wasn't there, but I think this was more good golf than bad golf. Um, he handled the frigid air at Lambeau really well. I mean, a 78 completion percentage is nothing to scoff at. Uh, no turnovers as well against a defense that's been pretty good at taking the ball away this year. Um, all positives, honestly, with Goff. And Akers, like I said, you know, he was the only one uh, in the backfield to receive a carry. 18 for 90, a touchdown, had one catch for six yards. And I mean, he's got two career postseason games under his belt, and both were productive. Combined over the last two weeks against the Seahawks and the Packers, Akers has rushed for 221 yards and two scores. And, you know, alongside Goff, he was one of the lone players keeping the Rams in this ballgame entirely. Five yards a carry again. He had a few nifty plays, including a wildcat formation touchdown where he just took it up the gut, fought through, I think, like two or three tackles to, to, to finally dive into the end zone. But it was it was just good to see from Akers, right? To see where he started at the beginning of the year struggling, not getting a ton of looks, to being their almost bell cow in their final game of the season in the divisional round. That's really good to see uh, from this rookie out of Florida State. Um, it also sets him up to probably be running back one heading into 2021. I mean, Henderson might get some carries as, a, as an RB2, but I think this is Akers' job. I think this is his backfield going forward. Now, my losers, you know, I don't think this is a surprise. I have defensive coordinator Brandon Staley here. 
Um, the defense allowed 484 yards of total offense, 32 total points, two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns allowed. You know, maybe his mind was wrapped up in the head coaching interviews. Maybe he just had a lot on his plate and he couldn't handle it. But it just seemed like this defense struggled to adapt. And it just seemed not as prepared as, you, as you'd expect, especially in a game like this. The Packers offense seemed incredibly prepared for what the Rams might do. I mean, the way they schemed up Devontae Adams' touchdown to take advantage of them knowing that Ramsey was going to follow him was perfect. It was almost too easy. And that's what, I mean, hell, Matt LaFleur, heck of a coach. Got to give him his props. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, is who he is. Devontae Adams is who he is. But that was just beautiful. Uh, you know, again, Aaron Donald playing through torn rib cartilage wasn't his normal self. But the NFL's number one defense isn't a one-man show. It's not. It just isn't. Uh, the unit's going to probably come back, come back, pardon me, mostly intact in 2021, which is a big point of optimism. They've got quite a few uh, free agents to, to re-sign, possibly like either cornerback Troy Hill, Darius Williams, uh, safety John Johnson. Like those guys, I don't know if they're going to keep them all. But I think it's important, especially if Staley moves on to a head coaching job somewhere, to try and at least keep this, this unit as intact as possible. Lastly, I have the interior offensive line just kind of together as a group. Um, they were missing their starter and left guard, David Edwards. So it's not surprising that obviously they struggled a little more than you'd like them to. But when a guy like Kenny Clark, who you know is a Pro Bowl type player, he has two and a half sacks though. He's not a guy who's, he's not a Donald. He's not a Grady Jarrett. You know, he doesn't rack up sacks like a lot of these other penetrating defensive tackles. But for him to get two and a half, and I'm going two and a half off um, the, what's it called? The uh, the visual that they put on the screen. I think maybe technically he only had one and a half, but he was maybe close on a second. But instead he had two and a half. They also let one up to Zadarius Smith, who, who lined up in the middle. And yes, that's a mismatch, unfortunately. But... Altogether, I mean, if they really did allow that three and a half sacks, like that's an unfortunate, you know, line to have finished with. Um, the Packers really did utilize like their length and athleticism from, you know, opening whistle to last. And it just ended up being too much for Goff, who had a ton of difficulty navigating some of these murky pockets. And obviously we know Goff isn't that athletic. You know, he doesn't have the legs to to extend plays to make things happen. And, and that really showed in this game, which is just super unfortunate. The Packers, I mean, they moved Zadarius Smith around, um, put Rashawn Gary, who's got some size on him, out on Billy Turner at left tackle, took advantage of, obviously, Bakhtiari, uh, excuse me, of, uh, I'm totally flipping teams right now. Sorry, Andrew Whitworth, like, Whitworth was fine, but it just, that interior man made Whitworth look bad at sometimes. He'd handle his man, but with the games and stunts that they'd run, you know, on that right side between Evans and Whitworth, you know, Evans struggled, obviously, didn't pick some things up. Just overall a bad day uh, for that part of the offensive line. And Goff's, again, lack of athleticism and his mobility really made the whole thing a bit worse. So that's my winners and losers from the Rams-Packers game. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I can't say I expected the Rams to win. I don't think a lot of people did. I thought maybe they had a shot if the Packers, you know, had been riding high and you're kind of waiting for them to regress a little bit. Then, yeah. I could see that. But at the same time, the Rams' defense was riding pretty high most of the season and maybe was due for a good bit of regression. And unfortunately, in this game, it was the Rams 
who ended up seeing that regression instead of the Packers offense. Just a tough draw. I mean, no, no Aaron Donald. Obviously, he was pissed, very emotional on the sideline. They saw him, you know, on camera tearing up, obviously just frustrated because, you know, why did he have to get injured in that game doing something that he's done God knows how many times, right? You know, sacking Russell Wilson, who's not a big guy, but for whatever reason, that one time where Russell Wilson landed on top of him and it in torn rib cartilage, just super weird in all honesty, like really a fluke injury. And I mean, that doesn't help a player like Donald as competitive as, as, as he is, as much as he wants to help his team upset the number one seed in the NFC, that doesn't make him feel any better. It's more or less just more frustrating because you just think about the chances. What are the chances of that freak injury happening and realizing just how low they are and yet it still happened at such a crucial point in the season. Just so tough, just so tough. Well, anyway, guys, that does it for me again. Just want to throw you something real quick here on this Sunday um, for you guys, you know, wanting more content, wanting to, to do something, you know, to stay involved with the season, although it's technically over at this point. Um, there is the NFL draft to look forward to. So expect a lot more draft content, free agent content. I did just put out an article headlining the top 10 free agents for the Rams. Um, I list all of them, but I kind of talk about the top 10 more in depth. Uh, it's about 1600 words. I didn't even mean it to be 1600 words, but when you got that many notable free agents, that many uh, you know impact guys who could be uh, with another team or stay with the Rams in 2021, it's all up in the air at this point. Uh, you know, you get a lot to talk about. So go ahead and check that out as well. This has been Michael Peterson uh, with the TST podcast. I appreciate all the love. Appreciate you guys listening to Kenny and myself, especially the last couple weeks with them in the playoffs. Um, we'll go ahead and talk to you guys soon. Enjoy your Sunday.